What's up, everybody? That was my best Josh impression. Interesting. Well, as you can see, Josh is not here to open this up He's for dying. us. He literally of is. Phenomenomania. Yeah, and he refuses to go to the yes. doctor. So, yeah. So, if you're listening to us, yeah. you're out there, just pray. Pray yeah. for little Josh. Also, don't give uh, uh, speeches without a jacket in, in the snow. What do you mean? Well, that's how the ninth president died. He got pneumonia and died <laughs> after a month because he wanted to show what a tough man he was. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, <laughs> I was a little worried because, as you know, we were up at camp, um, winter camp, with the high school youth, and um, we got a snowstorm on the way up. Oh, that's cool. Yo, it was beautiful. Uh, it's We got there probably, it, I don't know how long it had been snowing already, but we got up there about 4.30, 4.45-ish, and it was coming down. Like, it was coming down. You know, it wasn't just a little what bit of it? snow. It was like heavy snow. You know, like I oh, told you, it was like, you know, how in the cartoons, you know, they, and it's snowing, and they show it like in slow motion, they got this big old snowflakes. That's how it was. Like big old tires. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think one time I might have seen the snow like that up in Outer Wild. Um, but that's it. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of snow that first night. Anyway, so we got there about 4.45. It did not stop snowing till, I mean, we went to our cabin at 11 p.m. and it was still snowing. And uh, I'll show you some pictures. I still haven't shown you how much snow there was. There was actually mm-hmm. a lot of snow. Um, well, I saw some. The following day, mm-hmm. the following day, we uh, had a big old snow fight. Yeah. Yeah. And all this happened because we, you know, we went to, we went, we had breakfast. We went, we had our first uh, couple of uh, sessions, um, teachings before lunch. We went to lunch. After lunch, it's free time, right? Yeah. So, a couple of the guys, like uh, Owen, oh, I'm not supposed to say names, but anyways, couple <laughs> of the guy, <laughs> couple of the guys wanted to go play uh, frisbee golf, uh, which I thought, hey, this is going to be pretty fun, you know, frisbee golf in the, in the snow. Yeah. So, I thought, all right, let's go. So, we actually got a pretty big group, you know, probably about anywhere from eight to ten mm-hmm. uh, people, um, all guys, and... Um, no, I'm lying. There was three ladies. So it might have been closer to 12. But anyways, so we start playing. It was so many of us. It was taking forever. We get to the first hole um, or whatever you call it. Obviously, it's not a hole. It's for the Frisbees, the first target, whatever. And uh, one, of the, one of the young leaders, you know, started throwing snowballs at everybody. And he threw a couple at me, and he got me. And I'm like, hey, dude, you know. Go ahead and play with them, you know. I'm out, you know. And uh, he threw another one. I said, "Hey, next time you do that, there's gonna be consequences." So he threw another one. <laughs> so I grabbed him, I tackled him, you know, I pinned him down and started, you know, I got snow, snow. and just started like burying him with the snow. Wait, so how deep was the snow? Huh? How deep was the snow? One more time. How deep How was the deep snow? Was it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 
Right there where we were, must have been about six inches. But there was so like a, so like when you would step, it would compact. Yes. Oh, that's cool. When we moved over to the uh, soccer field where we had, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyways, the soccer field was. I'm gonna say it had anywhere from twelve to eighteen inches in some parts mm-hmm. of how it, how much it oh, gathered. Like a puddle. Yeah. yeah. The whole soccer field. You know that soccer field? Yeah. I mean, it was like it was about this deep. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Anyways, so yeah, so I grab this guy, I tackle him, I pin him. Well, all the other, you know, kids, all the kids that were there, or young adults, or, you know, whatever you want to call them, they were all kind of mad at him because he kept on throwing snowballs, and we were all trying to play, you know, frisbee golf. So they all joined in, and uh, they were scooping, you know, the snow with the <laughs> with the frisbees and throwing <laughs> it on them. Yeah, I, I yeah, no, I didn't really feel bad, but. Um, he was like, Nah, you can say his name. Wait a minute, he's been on the podcast. Okay, yeah. Colby. Yeah. Colby. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he was trying to, and I don't know why because another one of the leaders took him out the night before for doing the exact same thing, <laughs> where he was throwing his snow, uh, snowballs, and he fun. was like, No, don't do that because if you do, I'm gonna take you out. He straight up told him he threw it again, so he took him down. So I did the same thing, but anyways. But this time was worse because the other day he just uh, the other leader just took him down and we all laughed and it was funny whatever, and over here we're laughing too you know we're having fun we're not mad at each other or nothing like that, but uh, I when he got up I mean he <laughs> had so much snow on his hair on his neck like everything went oh. down his jacket <laughs> oh. so he had to like take it off and and dust it off, and the thing too was that like his wife is standing there watching all this happen. <laughs> And she's just like, you look and she's like, she doesn't know what to say. <laughs> like, you know, my husband's getting <laughs> bum rushed by everybody. And then uh, uh, the leader there, uh, Pastor Joe, am I allowed to say that? Pastor Joe. I don't know who made the rule about not saying names. You did. <laughs> That's no, no, why no. I keep asking. No, for some background, Josh <laughs> just said in that one podcast we were talking okay. about soccer, he's just like, okay. I thought we weren't supposed to say names. All right, well, so he's, like, well, he's I guess a, it's a rule now, so I just went with it. He's a public he's a public figure, so, you know, Pastor Joe. Public figure. Um, and that's not his real name. That's what we call him. So unless you know who he it's is, you really don't know who it is. So um, anyways, Pastor Joe, so you have his wife right here, like, with this face, like, oh, my God, you know, do I help him? Are they going to get me too? Or, you know, she's kind of like scared for her husband. Well, Colby's, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then, and you got Pastor Joe over here just laughing his brains out like, he had that coming. He had that coming. You told him. You told Because I was, because Pastor Joe's cool, but he's a little serious, you know? So I thought like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be mad or he's going to tell us not to do this kind of stuff, to not play around like that. You know. But man, he was just laughing. And then, this is what... I thought it was like bomb because he because then Pastor Joe saw that and he's like, you know what? Forget this frisbee game. Everybody, let's go to the uh to the soccer field and yeah. have a snow fight. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's go. <laughs> nah, nah. You know, you know, I, I learned this too. And it's strange because you, you know, coming out of high school and becoming a man, I still find it weird talking to older people. I found it easier when I was in high school. And now it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's just strange. But one of the things I learned is I was always scared of, of, of Joseph or, or Pastor Joseph or whatever. I don't know. 
Dude, you I, I killed was, it. Nah, well, I, I was always scared. Like, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I, I, I don't think he'll ever hear this, but. <laughs> nah, now that I said that, Josh is going to pick it out and send it to me. Right. But, anyways, nah, so, so I used to do this thing where after I, after I was uh, out of the youth group, I left the group chat on group me so I could go back in. And so what I did was I, I got a bunch of my friends and like they all changed their profile to me. And then so I could go in and one of them would leave and we'd mix it up and he wouldn't know who was who. And so I was always scared, like, is he going to get mad? Like, is this something that reflects bad on me as a young leader in the church? And then I just thought about it. I'm like, okay, he might get mad. Also, Pastor Jim would totally do this and think it's hilarious. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the senior pastor wouldn't do that because he doesn't know technology. But if he could do it, he, he would, would do it. and he would think it's funny. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so I got consolation in that. But but yeah, I guess it's just part of learning how to be an adult. It's strange because I, I joke a lot, and many people would see that as immature, and I don't really care. So yeah, but it's fun. No, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It's it's fun. Um, I see maturity as knowing when you can joke and when to yeah. be serious. Yeah, no, I but see it more immature if you're like joking when it's like obviously in bad taste. Right. And yeah, you shouldn't. But. No, but then uh, you know, go to finish up the story over here with the Colby and stuff. So his glasses ended up getting broken. Oh. So I have to pay him for his glasses. So I feel bad. I mean, I I guess I technically didn't have to, but I feel bad because I figured, well, if I wouldn't have tackled him. You know, that would have never happened. His glasses wouldn't have died. Right. So I, I paid him for his glasses. and <laughs> But no, it was a, it was a blast uh, just to, to be up there with the kids, you know. And There was an explosion? Yeah. There actually was a lot of explosions on Saturday. You know, they gave us beans for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't know how the, gr- the girls' cabin was, but I tell you, the boys' cabin stunk like bad. <laughs> And you can't even open the window or nothing because it was so cold outside. But uh, yeah, no. But it was, um, it was so much fun. I think probably the, the the best parts. I mean, the status and all that stuff was good. But as far as like the free time and all that, the best parts were when we were actually in the cabin for lights out at eleven. Because mm-hmm. um, we had uh, brother Rubio up in the room with us, and you know he. Just come up with all these games for the kids, and I mean, it was a blast. So, and, so uh, how do you go from from farting to having a deep spiritual experience? To, <laughs> yeah, well, hey, farting's part of it, dude. It's a part of it. Oh, how? Explain. It's your guys, dude. Guys are just gassy dudes, and nah, man. I, oh, it, me, me, we for one, I'm right. like, if I hear a fart, dude, I'm like, I think it's funny. <laughs> you see, we we <laughs> never did that. What we did is we drank Mountain Dew milk. <laughs> it was the summer in between sophomore and junior year. Yeah, y'all don't have to do that because one fart will clear it was, out it the whole It was COVID. Room. Nah, nah. See, so we mixed them out and do, and the milk. It tasted like sweetened milk, which is gross, but it wasn't nasty. Some people thought it tasted like custard, which I don't know what that is, so I don't know. But but the, the assistant pastor's son, Don Jay, we had him on the podcast. I don't know if we... I know we've told this story before. I don't know if we told it with him on the podcast. I but, think you did. But but I know we've told the story. But yeah, he, he cleared out the room and the room next to us. The smell like went under the door or something. <laughs> People were getting up. 
like no joke like what was that like what happened <laughs> like thought there was a fire they thought somebody like, threw a stink bomb in the room yeah like what happened nah it was nasty man and then, and then the Donje just sitting over there laughing, like curled up in his bed. It's like, dude, that's <laughs> nasty, man. And well, dude, th- this was minutes after I walk outside the room, and then our, our one of our youth leaders thought I was trying to sneak to the girls' side. He's like, "What are you doing up, boy?" And I'm like, "That's scary." <laughs> I was just trying to put a little mannequin, and I was trying to face it at the leader, thinking he was asleep. So maybe if he woke up, somehow he's watching me through his eyes the whole time. I go back in the room and he farts, man. I'm like, <laughs> but it made a good memory. Legend has hey. it that that all the students are still running from the smell to this day. But dude, so. picture the smell, okay? So the how do you picture smell? No, no, but just just think about how bad this must have been. Because look, uh-huh. it was a small cabin with a bunch of bunks, right? So there's about a dozen of us in there, maybe. Yeah, probably about a dozen, maybe a little. Bit. Maybe 14. Yeah. But anyways, picture this though. None of the kids were prepared for the snow. So everybody's in their tennis shoes. So what happens tennis shoes mixed with snow? Their feet get wet. Their socks get wet. So now picture the smell of wet, dirty socks from 14 people plus everybody farting. Nah, you just throw them out and burn them at that point, man. <laughs> why, why are you going to bring them inside? Throw them away. If you really care, no, no. get them back okay. the day you leave. Now, you know what uh, saved us a little bit? Air freshener. Josh had uh, like uh, odor, uh, a deodorizer or whatever for the shoes. Uh-huh. So he went around. He sprayed every single shoe with that, which that helped because, let, let's be honest, the shoes are wet too. Uh-huh. So you're going to have that bad smell regardless. So you got all these stinky shoes, all these stinky socks. So what do you think happens to the feet? They stink too. They get wrinkled. Right? (laughs) Yeah. They're wrinkled and stinky. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Just try to picture that smell. And then gassy kids on top of that. So so why'd you do this? Whose idea was it? Because I love the kids, man. I just want to go help. So you went and farted and smelled. No, them? I didn't fart because like, you know wait, what? I don't understand. Wait, I was why? I was smart. I was smart. I took digestion. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why wasn't everyone else smart? Because I was the only one that had digestion, and I'm not allowed to, you know, hand it out, you know, unless parents are there. Even though they technically signed the waiver, but still, <laughs> I wasn't gonna do that. But yeah, like at the end of the night, that you know, that second night, okay. Josh and okay. Colby bunked together. But like the same. Yeah, one on okay. top, one on bottom. Okay. They were the gassiest. Oh, boy. So they were going back and forth like, boom. Okay, boom, well, here's boom, the thing boom. is that, that normally <laughs> there's, even I guess like in couples, there's a snore and the farter. Right. So you were all just farters? Um, I'll be honest to you. Uh, I, I snore. Um, but you know, I asked the kids, "Hey, you know, how bad was it snoring?" And they're like, "Oh, didn't even hear you." I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, the farts were that loud. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't know, dude. It was, it was weird because um, I've known Pastor Joe to snore before too. And oh yes, you've accused him before. Yeah, yeah. And, and but nothing. It was like nothing. Like there was no snoring. Mm-hmm. Must have been a God thing. I don't know, but there was zero snoring. Interesting. 14 kids, well, and adults all mixed in it together. 
no snoring. And maybe because I was awake. Yeah. <laughs> now that I hear it, but maybe I was the only one. But I honestly asked because I, I did ask, like, hey, you know, was I snoring a lot? And they were like, nah. And, you know, these are kids that would tell you and were actually make fun of you if you were snoring. So, hmm. um, so yeah, no, it must have been a God thing. Like, hey, you know, I zero, I zero snoring. I sent you farts, no snores this weekend. Yeah. And then one of the kids started talking about Krusty Butt. What is that? <sighs> you go ask him. I'll tell you who it is. But <laughs> needless to say, <laughs> that became his new nickname. Oh. Krusty uh-huh. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Sounds like something that would happen to a chicken since we have chickens here. <laughs> right. No, but, they do. Yeah. They, uh, it's actually called a pasty butt. Yeah, see? Yeah. See, it's the same thing. <laughs> so, John... Oh Chapter my 6, verse 34. We'll probably go through verse 40, but who knows? Whoa, that's a lot, dude. Wait, it's one sentence. Oh, verse okay, 40. I thought you said literally. we're going to finish because it's 70 verses. What? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my bad. Okay. You want to read it? Uh, sure. Uh, we're on 34, right? It says, Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Talking about the bread of life. The bread that comes down from heaven. Uh, it says, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't... Well, let's stop there, dude. What uh-huh. you got? I'm sorry. I was kind of blank. Oh, my God. Well, it's because the versions are different. So I, I, I read... Yeah, that's true. That's changed. true. You want me to change it? No, no. Just okay. Do you have something? You stopped for a reason. Well, no, I just stopped because now it's going to get into a... Oh, yeah. do I? Can I answer? No, I'll just call, I I'll call back. I'll call back. You can come back in five minutes. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, um, hold on. I don't want to cut this out of the podcast. Do you care to explain your distraction? Well, I've been I've been <laughs> texting with my cousin um, from California because we got a, a Spanish retreat coming up. Yeah, and so I'm you know I'm you know inviting him obviously, and then you know seeing if he wants to share. Something yeah. like a message, or if he wants to lead nah, worship. See, if he comes down here, we should have him on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. But uh, anyways, back yeah. to the word. So there's the, there, there was part of a testimony at church yesterday, because we had testimonies at, at church, or, or during service, how, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Like, I'll need for nothing. God brings me to green pastures. What does that mean? Like... For a sheep, that means like an endless supply of food. And what else could a sheep want? I mean, they just want to survive. But to never thirst, to never hunger, He, God means that in somewhat of a literal way because in Matthew 6, he mentions how he takes care of the grass and he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say... A human can't use his free will to make things worse for you or, or to torture or abuse you or make you a martyr. There, there's extreme cases, but what this is pointing to is more spiritual um, because he's saying he is the bread and, well, he's not bread. You can't eat him or his body. It, it's, it's weird. And actually, we're going to have an episode next week that <laughs> talks about that, but um, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. That's all I had to say. 
<laughs> okay, here's the thing. When I speak here or like in a sermon, I can't close. I don't know how to stop. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard. In I know. a smooth way. So I get this, you know, my understanding of this is it's, an, it's, it's a similar way. You know, it, it's 100% spiritual. Like, to me, he's saying like, you know, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. And you think like, okay, well, in my flesh... I'm always going to be hungry and I'm always going to be thirsty. You know what I'm saying? But spiritually speaking, I, the way I see this is like when he's talking about this, he's saying like, hey, you know what? I'm enough for you. You, If you come to me, you're not going to be hungry for that sin. You're not going to thirst to go and do those bad things before because if you abide in me and I abide in you, then you're not bound to that sin anymore. I give you the strength to say, you know what? Cut those chains. I'm out of here. I don't need that bread there no more. I'm not thirsting for that drink of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I don't need to go. I don't need to go and eat. You know, pornography with my eyes. I don't need to do that no more because I've got God. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of how I see that. Um. All right. Verse thirty-six. Thirty-six. But I said to you that you have, sorry, <laughs> but I have said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this also kind of goes along with some of the testimonies from yesterday. Both of them kind of talked about praying for your enemies, right? And Jesus wasn't, like, human with, like, a, a, a sinful nature, right? He was human but was God with, with a perfect, like, he couldn't sin, you know? I need to become more smooth. Anyways, so he, he couldn't sin, so he wasn't, like, hating people and, like, God, I really don't want to save them, but you you told me to. But he's setting the example, like, for us, like, it's not because we want to do it, right? It's because it's God's will. It's because he sent us, you know? And so we need to learn to do things because God asks us to. And mm. not even just in a spiritual way, because you hear a lot from Christians today about how spiritual things are. And it's true. Um, how, you know, if persecution comes and things get worse, like these things are all true spiritually, but even for the most part, they're, they're true physically too. You know, when you obey God, he will bless you on this side of heaven too. And that's important to remember. That doesn't mean it's a guarantee or he will make you a millionaire or something, but it, it's not like God has no rewards for you at all. And even if we lived our whole lives serving God, we still wouldn't deserve anything from him. And he still gives it to us. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But notice how he brings up again how these people, he tells them, and they don't believe. But that those who come to him, he'll by no means cast out. Which I think leads into an even bigger conversation mm -hmm. of all these people who argue about whether or not you can lose your salvation. Which... Again, I think well, it, a whole episode in and of itself. Right. Yeah, because then you get into so 39, it's and like, 39 tells you, like, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, 
Yeah, because so the version that I read, the uh, NLT says uh, in 37, because um, it simplifies it. It says, however, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. So if you're searching for God, you will find them, and he will never, ever reject you. Um, you know, that's really interesting because because the King James Version says he'll lose none of them. Right. So so that actually makes me want to go look at like the Greek words mm-hmm. behind them. Yeah. And, and you've heard Josh mention Blue Letter Bible a lot. Like, you don't have to go to college or something weird right. and learn Greek. Like, just go look it up, and it'll translate it for you, exactly. what the word meant yeah. back then. And then 38, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. How hard is that as a believer? Because we are to do the same as believers. Um, I get the opportunity to, uh, you know, pray and talk to a lot of uh, homeless people. and uh, But for a long time, I ran from that, man. You know, there'd be times where, you know, I see a homeless person or even at the hospital. I'd be working at the hospital and uh, I'd see a person like in the waiting room and I would I would hear this voice like audibly like, hey, go pray with that person. And I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, uh, nope. Thank you, Lord. But nope. And I would get the worst feeling every time that I heard that voice that told me, go pray with this person. And I didn't do it. I felt bad, like. Guilt, like this guilt just came upon me like, dude, you know, that person needed prayer and God's telling me to go pray and I didn't do it. Yeah. But And I ran away from that for a long time. I do it now. Now I, I feel it and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do it, God, but here we go. Um, and it's, it's crazy. I've told you these stories, uh, not at the hospitals, but a lot of the homeless people actually end up praying for me a lot of the time. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's just, it's humbling, and it's like, you know, we're both, you know, like, ministering to each other in our own way. Like, I'm praying for them, and they're like, wait a minute, now I'm going to pray for you. And uh, it's it's just crazy, dude. It, it's an amazing feeling um, when that happens. So be obedient to, to, to God's calling. You know, when he tells you do this, do it. And a lot of times you're not going to want to do it, especially like Taylor was saying earlier, especially if it's like, hey, Pray for your enemy. Hey, help your enemy or the person you consider your enemy because God doesn't see it that way, I don't, I don't think, you know? So what are you going to do next time that, you know, this person that did something to you that you don't like very much and as a believer, God tells you, hey, you know what? I need you not only to pray for this person, but I need you to go and actually talk to him and help him. Are you going to do it? Yeah. It's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And verse 40... 39, 39. Oh. Yeah. I thought I read that. Anyway, this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, Mm. and I will raise him up at the last day. And so notice again the balance. You'll have people read verse 39 and be like, predestination, God chose you, and you didn't really choose. And And then you'll get to verse 40, and people argue like, no, it's free will, and God has nothing to do with it. And when Jesus said it in basically the same sentence, back to back, within 10 seconds, it's a balance. It's Mm -hmm. both. You have to choose. You have a choice. And 
theoretically God chose you because he died for you. And if you decide to reject that, that's on you. But anyways, we're out of time. I don't know if you had something else on those verses. Uh, no, just real quick. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I think, uh, you know, I believe in predestination. You know that. We've had that conversation many times. Um, but I also believe, like, you know, there's free will as well. Like, hey, you know, we, we get to make that decision. God gives us that free will to decide we're going to follow him or not. Are we going to be obedient to him or not? And, uh, you know, like when it comes to his service, you know, it's those are the, the things that I think are more predestined than anything else is like because he gives us all different gifts, you know what I'm saying? So to some he gives to be able to be teachers. So I think that right there is predestined, you know. But, you know, uh, as far as salvation, I just think it's whoever comes to God. Um, more than anything yeah. else, whoever makes that choice. Because he died for all of us. He didn't say, I just died for, you know, the people I predestined to be saved. Because uh -huh. if, if I'm, I'm starting to believe, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm starting to think the only people that were predestined were the 144,000 um, from Book of Revelation. You mean predestined to be saved. Right. Yeah. I think those are the only ones that were actually, like, predestined. Like, all right, you guys are set aside. Because yeah. that's actually what it says. Y'all set aside. Yeah. So, and I think everybody else, like you and me, we've got to make the decision to accept his gift of Jesus dying at the cross mm -hmm. for us. Um, so, that's that. Interesting. You get the noise this time, dude. <laughs> nah, I've escaped this for so long. No, no, I know. You got to do it now. Nah. Dude, come nah, on. I, I live to escape another day. Come on, man. Just because you're the nah. boss, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Let's see. What's the noise? Well, I don't know, do it. No, nah, you're supposed to. Me? Yeah. What? I don't, I don't have no it? idea what Josh would do, dude. What would Josh do? Yeah. Caca! He's probably trying to do something with his cheeks. <laughs> there you go, dude. <laughs> <laughs>